Welcome to another episode of The Core. And on this one, it is not hosted by me. And it's actually hosted by our team and our sales team, Stephen Reynolds, who's talking to the A&ME group, which is to do with networks specifically in schools. Um, and they connect and they get together and they're a great team and they're tackling cybersecurity. We were delighted to host their last networking event here at the castle and they spent the day with us which was great um Stephen catches up with them learns a little bit more from them and i hope you find this episode a little bit different but also a different kind of take on how another industry is tackling cybersecurity. so i hope you enjoy and um yeah please do comment let us know and get in contact if you think there are some other key industry or networking groups that are tackling cybersecurity and that we should be getting their voice on the podcast because like we say we like to have lots of different guests and hopefully broadening the education on cybersecurity here in the castle and on the core podcast i hope you enjoy speak soon Thanks, Rick, for, for joining us. Uh, my name's Stephen from Quartz Cloud. Uh, yeah, I'm joined here by Rick from A&ME. So, Rick, Hi. Good to meet you. Yep, well, and you, thank you. Thanks for spending the day with us today. Um, uh, should we start with, I suppose, a bit of background about yourself, uh, where you've come from, how A&ME came to be? Yep, absolutely. Um, I was a network manager in schools um, for 20 years. I started off in a small independent school, mm-hmm. uh, moved to a state school, and then moved to a state school that became an academy. Um, so that was ranging from 1999 <laughs> to uh, 2020. Yeah. Um, so um, saw quite a lot of changes in that time um, in quite a few different environments, all based in the Northwest. Um, and yeah, I um, I learned a lot in that time. I started off very low on the ladder. Um, a head teacher I knew created the job for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah just grew from there i i loved the job um it was really exciting it was we had to allow the the students to experience the latest technologies and and um the software and hardware and and because of that i had to get to grips with that as well so i got to play with all the latest toys and then had to keep up with things so it was um yeah, every aspect of the job was interesting. No day was the same. I, I no, imagine. no, absolutely not. It's. Uh, I think for anyone working in education, um, it's. Uh, you never know what you're going to face that day. Good stuff. I suppose. Could you tell us a bit about A and E, and you know how did, how did you go from, school life to. Yep, absolutely. Um, so I did it alongside. Um, back in the day. Um, I sound old when I say that, but back in the day, most um, state schools used to get all their IT provision in one form or another through the local authority. Um, in the days of the regional broadband consortiums, um, the, all the internet was done through that and through the local authorities. Um, and most of the local authorities used to host meetings for the techies in their areas. And it was a good opportunity for them to keep us up to date with the projects that were going on, um, new developments and things they were working on, um, and just general information, you know, industry news. Um, But it was a good opportunity for us as the techies to meet colleagues in other schools, to network and and rant about um, the latest government initiatives and and budget restraints and nightmare staff that we had to deal with. but um, as, as schools got the freedom to look elsewhere for those services, they, they started degrading. Um, and 
people were demanding answers at the meetings and, and they just couldn't give them. So they stopped. Um, and that seems to have been the case in pretty much all all the regions of the of England, certainly. Um, and it was a blow for us as, as techies because we missed out on that networking opportunity. Um, and, and you don't realise quite how valuable that is and, until it's gone. Um, so myself and another um, local network manager started them informally just at our own schools with four or five people initially um, and we quickly outgrew the conference room at my school and rather than putting a limit on it we thought let's try and hire a venue and get some sponsors in to cover the costs and that's what we did so that was in 2014 um, so it's it's nine years old now nine and a half years old um, and yeah, we, we started in, uh, we did our first Northwest meeting in 2014, and we've done 22 uh, in the Northwest now. We've also started them up in seven other regions, and we're starting them in the 8th um, later this month in a couple of weeks. Um, so we, we're doing about 24 meetings a year. Wow. Um, and, yeah. So they're, they're regional, right? Yeah, so we do them, this is in the order we started the meetings in, Um because it sounds like an odd order, but we do them in the the northwest, the West Midlands, London slash home counties, the southwest, the East Midlands, Yorkshire and the Humber, the northeast, and then we're starting them in the east of England um, in a couple of weeks. Um, so all over the place. And if you, if you kind of look at that on the map, that's all of England covered. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's uh, it keeps me busy, yeah. but it's uh, it's awesome. It's I love seeing them come together. I love seeing the members engaging with each other and getting to know each other and friendships building and things. Um, and I've completely lost my train of thought as to no, what I was saying then. Well, was is was this the goal? I suppose when when you think back to when you had your first meeting uh, up in the northwest, that, that did you have a vision for this to be regional, or are you kind of halfway down the line with kind of where you foresee? organization going? I, I wanted it to develop as much as possible we purposely didn't regionalize the name so we didn't put Lancashire or Northwest in the name of the company because we knew of other like business manager groups that had done that and they, they were a bit more restrictive um, so we purposely made it kind of general mm -hmm. with the intention of, of doing it in, in other areas and, and spreading it out um, and yeah we, we fairly quickly did that I think within two years we'd started them in the West Midlands or London or whatever um, and yeah it's just grown from strength to strength since then um, so we've got over 1500 members at the moment um, from over 1600 schools um, which again sounds odd but when you factor in trusts and, and people working across mm -hmm. different schools that's why the schools is always higher than the members um, but yeah it was always the, the aim to do it um, I hadn't really planned far enough ahead as to know whether I wanted to do it full-time or whether I'd be able to do it full-time as opposed to working in schools and, and doing that on the side um, but I'm I'm glad it's it's worked out that way yeah no good sounds like you're expanding sounds like it's growing are they typically the the, the member schools and, and the individuals within those are they, are they all primary schools are they colleges everyone in between um it, potentially everyone, um, so long as they're employed directly by the school or the trust or the college or university or PRU or a special school or anything, so long as they're directly employed, they're el eligible to join. Um, so the, the the people that aren't are people that work for managed service providers and local authorities. Um, but it's a, it's a mixture of all sorts of schools, primary, secondary, 
college, sixth form, university, predominantly a secondary. Um, but again, as, as trusts are spreading and growing, um, that's it's getting harder to judge where where members are from specifically. Um, but yeah, it's always been predominantly secondary schools. So is it free to join? Yes, okay. yes. Um, I, I desperately want to keep it free to join. It's all, it always has been. Um, it's schools just don't have the budgets to to um, justify uh, membership fees like that, um, and certainly the um, IT support don't have the hold the purse strings to to do that. Um, so yeah, it's free for them to join, and our meetings are free to attend. Great, and I suppose for those that aren't a member and don't aren't aware of the sort of benefits to joining, what what would you what sort of resources are available to members? What was They're getting access to a support group, basically. Um, colleagues from up and down the country, um, a lot of whom have, are going to have faced the same issues that they've faced before. Um, it, there's no point in reinventing the wheel. People need to speak to each other more um, to reach out when they've they've got a problem um, and to reach out if they've found an innovative solution to a problem um, and just to make that, share that and make others aware of it. Um, so that's that's the main thing. Um, we're we're all about supporting the members. Um, we work. It's all funded by sponsors, and we work with um, quite a lot of sponsors. Um, and they've got access to to them directly through the portal, um, so they can get in touch um, and reach out and and seek support, direct support, and and things that way as well. Um, and um, they can communicate privately as well. If they've got, if they see a member posting about something and they think, oh, he might know, um, they can reach out directly without sharing any contact details. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, it's a big support network. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about sharing of information, you, you mentioned the portal there, and I'm guessing the other half of that is at these events, right? Mm -hmm. where, um, what sort of things do you, do you talk about and share? Obviously, I've seen it today, um, but, but what is it? Threats, trends? What's everything working, what's not yeah everything and, and anything really um that around the role it's 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 quite mind-blowing seeing the conversations take place seeing the tangents they go off on um it, it's literally anything it can be um how to win over the senior leadership team you know if members are struggling and a lot of members do struggle to either communicate effectively with them or to um to convince them of things multifactorial authentication is um a prime example at the moment mm -hmm. there's so many that haven't bought into that yet um so uh, people have asked you know how have you convinced them to get on board um so it's things like that or uh, recommendations of suppliers and and solutions for things if they're looking to replace some kit or invest in some new things um anything and everything related to the job so if i can't make these events in person i could use the portal yep in the same way make yeah it's there for to support each other at any time um it was um a lifeline during the lockdowns when when meetings couldn't take place um and it's yeah it's there for them to uh, to reach out anytime yeah i imagine when you're evaluating new technology if you can put a message into this forum uh, and you get 16 other 1600 other opinions <laughs> yeah they could uh yeah, it's a huge benefit in that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we try to do a lot more around it as well. So on there, we've got a RAG rating tool for the um, DFE standards. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, red, amber, green, so that they can uh, mark off and track their schools or trusts or whatever progress um, on meeting those standards. Um, and we've got all sorts of development plans um, for those as well to be able to share them and allocate um, specific standards to specific people. Um all our event registrations and things are done in the portal, so it kind of centralises it without the need for third-party tools. 
Um, we've got um, document sharing areas um, to be able to share policies and, and other things um, and create a resource bank for all the members just to dip into. Um, yeah, there's all sorts going on in there. Brilliant. I guess that you talked about the regional events. Is there plans for Wales and Scotland? Yeah, we we attended an event in Scotland last month um, and I would love to do more for them. Um, I think there's a lot more rural schools there that are um, isolated in the middle of nowhere um, and chances are their their IT support teams are going to feel as isolated as the schools are so I want to do as much as possible to support them as well mm-hmm. um, it's just a case of getting the message out there um, and I'm keen to try and do as much as we can we do have a, a few in Wales um, and a handful maybe in Scotland mm-hmm. um, but not many at all and um, what what are this what's the sort of format of the events so what you know as obviously I've experienced the event I've uh, seen it but are they different events based on size and the scale of the yeah, locations it, or what? Yeah, it differs based on um, certainly the, the size of the events um, and sometimes the content we've got going on at the event, events. So our Northwest meeting is the is the largest. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been going there the longest and we had more contacts there initially. So um, the, there's, there tends to be more on the agenda there um, and we do a sponsor, sponsor showcase feature there. Um, in which we split the members up into groups and they spend those four 20-minute slots and they spend those 20-minute slots with some of the sponsors. Um, but the others are very much like we've seen today. Um, so we'll have um, members leading sessions or presenting or leading discussions. Um, we will have um, sponsors um, introducing themselves or um, demonstrating products. Um, we will have guest speakers so we've worked with the um a lot of the police regional organized crime units uh, the rock use in most of the regions um and we've started working with the cyber resilience centers um that have i think are fairly new relatively compared to certainly compared to the police um but they seem to be taking on a more public facing um side of the of the police um and we've done quite a bit with them for cyber threat landscapes and uh, they do some exercises um, that have gone down really well as well. So we have guest speakers, um, and yeah, so the, I base the agenda around the what, what we've got and who's coming in to deliver content. I'm keen to encourage the members to get involved as much as possible. Um, the regardless of how nervous they are to begin with, um, they all enjoy the do, delivering the sessions and, and presentations and leading the discussions. Um, so I'm, I, I always try to encourage it. Uh, all my introductions include something about um, recommending them to get involved and, and just come forward, stick the head above the crowd. And um, it's not about being an expert. And I try to drill that in as much as possible as well. Um, it's not about showing off and saying, oh, I know all about yeah. this. No one knows all about everything, anything. Um, it's it's just about something you're passionate about, something you know a lot about, something you've experienced, a project that you've just finished, a project that you're just working on, um, to get some discussions going around it, um, or just to say, this is the project we did, this is how we did it, this is why we did it, these are the hurdles we, we overcame, um, and this was the end result. It's not about showing off, saying, oh, this is the best way to do it, it's uh, you all want to follow my lead. Um, that's not what it's about and the members that have done them so far um, they've they've all done it the right way and it's gone down really well the feedback that we get from the members about their sessions has been phenomenal Mm. I mean one thing I noticed certainly today from based on what you were saying there you've got lots of schools from 
you know, different background sizes, scales, and although they're all having the same challenges, essentially, um, lots of them have different approaches, and so it's only through that sort of conversational sharing that you get a different perspective. Yeah, it's um, there's no pigeonholing schools. No. So that's something I keep saying all the time. Everyone does some, does things differently um, because no one solution is going to fit all the schools. Um, so if just by saying how you've done something, it's going to plant a seed, mm-hmm. and that's another one of my buzzwords recently. It's about everything's about planting seeds. Um, just to say, oh, this is we did this in this kind of. It seems a bit quirky, but this is how we did it. And that's going to make them think and say, oh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. But for this problem that I've got, and uh, yeah, it's just about saying how you've done something and then let the members run with that. Great. Uh, you've talked about suppliers, you talked about um, sponsors. What does that mean in the context of a and and, and you know, what sort of organisations would, I suppose, be interested in becoming a sponsor to? Um, anyone that's interested in working with schools, working with IT sports uh, staff in schools, um, so pretty much anything that involves ed tech, um, and anything in school really these days involves ed tech and the IT support team in one way or another, because it's all um, involved in the internet or the cloud or um, software or hardware. Um, so over the nine and a half years, we've worked with over 130 companies. Um, ranging from um, cloud providers to uh, safeguarding providers, uh, software providers, um, to cybersecurity companies, um, all sorts and everyone, managed print companies, managed service companies, um, anyone that's looking to work with and support schools, basically. Um, And the companies that get on better, that the members appreciate more, are the ones that want to support them, Mm -hmm. the ones that want to build a relationship rather than just... um, shipped in basically you know just uh, sell as much as they can um, it's obvious in the way that they interact with the members both on the portal and at the meetings um, it, it's as clear as mud that you can no no it's crystal clear <laughs> edit that um, it's crystal clear <laughs> that whether they're there to support them or just to try and sell the products um, I mean, it's, it's so difficult at the moment to make sense with you know all the marketing and all of the to threat especially for organisations and people in your shoes, to make sense of what's actually out there and getting clarity on, you know, yeah. everyone says, uh, yeah, it always baffles me looking at the marketing, certainly of big vendors. Yeah, yeah, it's there's so many options out there it? and it's impossible to make the right decision every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can speak to people that have been through it and made those decisions, um, or if you can actually see it in person, if, you know, if they're at an event, you actually see it face to face, it makes a big difference. Brilliant. Um, well, I, I think uh, I suppose the, the closing statement. Obviously, we're, we're super thankful that you um, you're able to, to. We were able to host the. Is it the first Southwest? No, first no, in 11. a long time or a while. No, it's, it's we did we did one in June, um, but it was in Bristol, uh, so it's the first we've done in this area okay. uh, for the Southwest. Uh, but a massive thank you to you and Quarter Cloud, the whole team, um, for hosting us. It's been. Uh, it's been a great day. Everyone that's uh, that's been has enjoyed it. Um, it's quite a remarkable venue. Um, I would urge anyone that gets a chance to come to to actually come and see it. Um, yes, massive thank you. What was your? If there was just one thing that stood out from from the events day, what what would that be? Pregnant pause. Yeah. Well, maybe there's multiple things. <laughs> everything, everything really. The um, 
the live crisis simulation i think got everyone talking in in a way that's completely different mm -hmm. um it wasn't specific to schools which i think helped when we were talking about it i i kind of was steering towards the the school based ones and you said no and we didn't and i think it worked really well uh, so the conversations that took place around that were really insightful um understanding the way um people see challenges differently yeah. um so yeah i think that's the, the the one thing that people take everyone will take away most sure. um, obviously i think sometimes when when it's about you and it's in your sector you can feel sort of some sometimes emotional actually about answering and mm -hmm. being removed in it being a sort of dummy organization that you don't relate to definitely helps with that so yeah as i say i really appreciate you um for having us and um you're always welcome thank so. you Thank you, Rick. Have a good day. You too. Thank you.